This show is produced and hosted by Mark Weber. The show is sponsored by G3 Apparel and the Van Heusen Company. The views expressed in the following program are those of the sponsor and not necessarily the opinion of 710 WOR or iHeartMedia. Who is Mark Weber? He's a self-made business executive here to help you find your success. From the New York City projects to the Avenue Montaigne in Paris, his global success story in the luxury world of fashion is inspirational. He's gone from clerk to CEO twice. Mark is classic proof that the American dream is alive and well. Here's your host of Always in Fashion, Mark Weber. This is Mark Weber, and one thing about Always in Fashion, it's a disciplined show. Discipline in life, you know, having boundaries, knowing where you're going, knowing where you're not, is important. In business, discipline borders allow you to choose a path. This show is discipline. Every week, something intrigues me, strikes a chord, and I developed a dialogue around a specific topic, but not tonight, because what caught my attention was anything but. Every day, every week is so interesting. Every which way you turn, life has so much to offer. Yes, I'm at home. I'm somewhat miserable with the loss of the world as we know it. I miss everything. Who would have thought that walking arm in arm, holding hands, talking with friends or family would be a thing of the past? The normal is now science fiction. The science fiction is now the new norm. Do you ever think about it that every single movie you see is a science fiction movie now? Two people in a car, people in a restaurant, bars. That's not real any longer. This is the first time in history every country, every human is in this together. The first time we as humanity have had to confront a challenge together. So far, I'm not impressed with my fellow humans. Humans, never liked them. Go figure, I was right not to like you. It's bad enough we all look at each other now as potential carriers, but it's worse. We can't get on the same page. We can't agree on what we need to do in order to survive the plague. Survive. I'm thinking. The Navy is starting to release information on UFOs. If there's an alien intelligent life, and God forbid there's a hostile alien life, we'd be so easy to overwhelm, take over and control. We can't agree on survival. Okay, (laughs) maybe I'm losing it. I've been a touch worried. I'm losing my mind, perhaps. I'm talking to myself. Now I'm thinking aliens. Okay, get it together, Mark. Yeah, I'm talking to myself. All of you out there, it's okay to be sick of the virus, but not okay to let the virus get you sick. Use your brains. You know what? I'm not discussing this virus tonight. Back to life. It's so interesting. And being interested is always in fashion. I am curious. Many things catch my attention. Curiosity. Opening your eyes and your ears provides such a brilliant opportunity for living life at its fullest. I admire people that see lemons and make lemonade. Look for the glass half full. Understand that fair is for kids, but we'll figure out a way to win nonetheless. I'm always looking. I'm always observing. 
I'm constantly wanting to be wowed. Always in Fashion is a platform for learning, not just for you, but for me as well. The moment the show is over every week, I don't have a clue what next week's show will be. Where will the next idea come from? What will I talk about? But if there's one thing I learned, I learned to trust that something's going to hit me. Something will inspire me. Something will move me. And then the ideas start flowing. Yes, each week is disciplined with a theme. Except not tonight. Like many of you, I'm at home watching TV. I'm binge-watching everything. Surfing, Netflix, doing it all. The other night I came across a Frank Sinatra documentary. It was amazing. Great. When I was young, I paid no attention to Sinatra. Another generation, not my kind of guy, way before my time. But in recent years, I became a fan. I learned to appreciate his music. This show, we use music to help set the stage, make a point or a statement. I'm watching this Frank Sinatra documentary. I hear him sing, Anything Goes. Song sounds familiar, but it's off. It just doesn't sound right. And then, of course, I remember it's a show tune. It's much more vibrant. I get curious. I go online. I found Patti LaPone. She sang it. She's got it right. They did it in a Broadway musical. The point is, I hear anything goes. The song that we played at the beginning of the show, boom, it triggers an idea. Anything goes. Forget discipline. I'm going to talk about whatever I want to talk about. Discipline out the window. Anything goes is always in fashion tonight. No theme. I'm thinking music right now. Jesse, my son, lawyer, co-host, you bring music in my life. You're like music. What an introduction that is from a father to say. Well, I love music, and maybe a lot of people don't realize this, but I find what? 80% to 90% of the songs on this show. So if you like the songs, thank me. If you hate the songs, I'm going to blame you because it's probably the songs that you pick. But no, the truth is, the truth is, is I spend so much time trying to think about the music for the show. Does it capture the theme? Sometimes you have to think a little bit into it. And it kind of gives each show its own little flavor. Sometimes we talk to people, they go, oh yeah, I remember that show. It started off with that theme song. So I, I take some pride in the songs that we pick. Music, like many things, is always in fashion. (laughs) And since anything goes tonight, the documentary the other night following the career of Frank Sinatra got me illustrated and interested on the icons of each era. Fascinating. I never realized that Bing Crosby was the first music legend phenomenon. Never knew that. He had a smooth, incredible voice. His recording, by the way, Jesse, of White Christmas sold 50 million copies, more than any other record ever. He was the first rock star, so to speak. But next it was Frank Sinatra as a music and matinee idol. The girls were swooning. Everything he recorded was gold. His lyrics, arrangements, his sentencing, his breath control, a phenomenon. Triple threat, records, music, movies, radio. And that's why he's still big today. That's why his songs are still used in every movie. He lasts the test of time. Yeah, he's bigger than life. And then, of course, the king, Elvis Presley. Now, again, when I was younger, I was never a fan of Elvis until recent years. Although I will tell you, my karaoke song is Are You Lonesome Tonight? Are you lonesome tonight? 
Do you miss me tonight? I don't know. For somebody who didn't like Elvis, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Then it was the Beatles. They were the greatest writers, the greatest musical influences in the history of music. Did you like them at least? Because you didn't like Elvis, you didn't like Frank Sinatra. I was ready for the Beatles and I loved them. They were remarkable. Michael Jackson next, the king of pop, took the world by storm. Everyone on this planet was dancing to Michael. Then rap. And rap, the interesting thing is it wasn't one person. It wasn't a genius, just one person. It was so many great rappers, Jay-Z, Eminem, Puffy. From there, I should point out that the ladies were forever present, but not until Whitney, Britney, Beyonce, Taylor, did they take this world over. And that, in a thought, was interesting to think about this legacy. And considering that I want to talk about anything I want to talk about tonight, anything goes. I want to regroup here for everyone. The other night, I heard Frank Sinatra on a documentary. He sang the song, Anything Goes. It started me thinking about, you know what? This week's show, I want it to be Anything Goes. I want to talk about whatever I want to talk about. Tell you what, why don't we take a break? When we come back, we'll continue. For everybody out there listening, this is always in fashion. Tonight, Anything Goes. I'm talking about whatever it is I want to talk about. We'll be back in a moment. Always in fashion. This is Mark Weber. Of all things, I'm thinking about fashion, but a very specific part of fashion. I'm working from home like most of you, and I'm wondering, what do I look like when people see me on the screen? I think it's important to still look my best. I believe it's important to still look professional. I'm watching television, so many people around the country, all the reporters, all the commentators, late night people, everyone's considering how they look. We have an added element when we're in business. You have to feel relaxed. You have to feel, well, frankly, comfortable in your clothes. With that as a backdrop, Van Usen, my title sponsor, makes the greatest collection of sportswear for men under the Flex Collection. The Flex Collection is designed specifically with you in mind for your comfort. In dress shirts, they put a special elastic in the neck. So no matter how you move, no matter whether you gain weight or not, sorry, you're at home, it still fits you comfortably. You don't feel it pulling, you're happy. Your pants, your shirts have a flex technology in them that moves with you. So no matter what you're doing, sitting, standing, for long periods of time when you're working at home, you're going to feel comfortable. And that is a great added benefit of the Van Dusen Flex Collection. Now, aside from that, I'm in the fashion business, and you want to look right. That's what we think about in fashion. You want to look current, and you want to look the best you can be and work with yourself. What do I look good in? What do I look best in? How do I make sure I look professional? Van Usen's Flex Collection represents fashion, comfort, and style appropriate for this period and time and place. Whether it's solid colors, whether it's stripes, it's plaids, whether it's woven shirts or knit shirts, the Flex Collection is designed to keep you looking your best. Now, when you're working, nobody's seeing your pants, but you have to wear pants. Wouldn't it be nice if you're wearing pants that stretch with you? The Van Dusen Collection provides that. So having said this, you're going to work from home. You still have to look your best. Competition in the workplace didn't disappear with you being at home. Trust me. Van Usen gets it, and they're doing right by you. 
Go online, go to JCPenney online, go on vanusen.com, and you'll see what I'm talking about, the Van Usen Flex Collection. Welcome, Welcome back, back to, to Always in fashion. fashion. Here's your host, Mark Weber. Heaven knows anything goes. Anything goes. That's the theme tonight. Anything goes. I'm tired of having scripted radio. I'm tired of having a theme. I wanted to just talk about whatever I wanted to talk about. I was listening to the television the other day. I heard the song, Anything Goes. It hit me, and here we are. All right, so where are we here tonight? Particularly, I want to talk about TV. TV, of all things. I got around to Jerry Seinfeld. This is Jerry Seinfeld. Comedians in cars getting coffee. I just want to simply say I found it incredible. This show, Comedians in Cars, I have to tell you, it's so calming. You know, every show you watch, it's thriller, it makes you think deep. This is just a fun, easy, comfortable, relaxed show. I love it. I think it's one of its kind. And I think only Jerry Seinfeld could be the host of this show. I got to tell you, I love his outlook on life. But let me go there. You know, he's very interesting guy, Jerry Seinfeld. He's great, no question about it. But forget his comedy. For me, when I watch the show, it's his approach to the world that I find fascinating. And I think you can't help but find some very important lessons, some common ground that we all could relate to. Me in particular, I feel I am simpatico with Jerry Seinfeld. There are insights from all his guests, but his business approach, of all things, I find fascinating. Don't forget for a minute, this is a business show, first and foremost. And Jerry Seinfeld is the CEO of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. He, he, I should point out, everything he does, he tries to be great. He leaves no detail unturned. But confidence is a theme, a universal theme of this show. Jerry has confidence. Jerry Seinfeld is the epitome of confidence. That's what I love about him. Hey, Jerry, do you ever worry about whether or not you'd make it? No. Did you ever worry about finding material? No. Do you seek rewards? No. The work is the reward. Confidence. He has incredible takes and insights. And the most important thing is he won't change himself for anyone. Now, he has these great guests who are coming on. I found it amazing to watch. He was talking to Eddie Murphy about doing stand-up comedy. He said he doesn't have what it takes anymore. He doesn't have the hunger. He doesn't have the drive. He doesn't have the material. He doesn't believe he can do it. He doesn't feel confident. Jerry kept pressing him. You got to come back. You were the leader. You're one of the great of all time. He says, I don't have it. And I thought that was fascinating. Had Jamie Foxx, another lesson to be learned. Jamie Foxx, you want to talk about talented. That guy is a comedian by livelihood. That's what he says. He can sing, but he's an incredible actor. And he had something that, that I thought was really, really worthwhile pointing out on a night I'm talking about anything goes. He said when he won the Oscar, he was holding the Oscar, and he started talking like with a British accent. You know, it's important for everyone to realize that when you work really hard and you try and He said, that wasn't me. I gave that Oscar to my agent to hold, and I said, I can't be like this. I need to be humble. I thought that was very, very funny. 
But one of my favorite lines is tied up in all of this. Seth Rogen. Not a big fan, but he apparently is very well known and does things. Yeah, Seth Rogen. He's a little in hot water now, speaking his piece. I don't know whether I like what he said or not. I'm not going political here. But what he did say on the show I thought was incredible. Said he wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Said he started when he was a teenager and he kept doing it. And then he stopped. And he said the reason why. You want to guess why, Jess? Um, no, what did he say? He was talking about people. And he said, I wanted to be a stand-up comedian until I worked with people who I saw really wanted to be a stand-up comedian. He says, I couldn't compete. He couldn't be at his best. He felt he had to follow what he would be great at. And I thought that's another great lesson. Now, what's fascinating about the show, if you should choose to go there, again, he is the CEO. And in spite of how casual this show looks, it all hangs together. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. He's interviewing. He's moving the show along. When it's quiet, he fills in. He's getting the best out of his people. He recognizes what the goal is, and he's making sure he looks good and they look good. And I think about what he and I have in common. I thought about the fact of people voiding him, and yet when I have to be with him, I try and get the best out of them. I think about getting people to say things they would never say to anyone but me. I think about hitting them with questions that they haven't thought about ever answering. I think about my take in life, that life now is science fiction. I haven't heard anyone else say that. And I really, really enjoy all of that. And I was thinking about reaching out and sending him our show, Jesse. I got to figure out how you could do that. Maybe our agent can get it to his people so he'll listen. My view of Jerry Seinfeld, that guy's the CEO. His business and environment is comedians and cars getting coffee. I loved it and I'm recommending it. With that in mind, I'm talking about whatever I want to right now. Right now, that was that. I'm going to take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk some other stuff back in a minute. Always in fashion. This is Mark Weber. We're living in strange times. There's no question about it. We're regrouping. We're rethinking about what our lives look like. We're working from home and that is a new phenomenon. What has changed is that we are video conferencing. We're being seen when we're working from home. In the past, we did our jobs when we worked at home. We called in information. We sent emails. Today, we're being watched. We're all there. We're having video conferences, and we're being seen. One of the biggest mistakes you could make is forgetting that you are in a workplace, different workplace, but you are working and you're being seen. Because you're at home, competition in the workplace has not changed. You are competing. You are trying to prove that you are special and you deserve the best that your company has to offer. With this in mind, I think about my friends at Van Usen, one of the greatest shirt makers in our history, in our life. They've been around for over 150 years. Not only do they make great shirts, it's a given that their quality is exceptional, their fit is perfect but they look right. When you're sitting in front of your computer and showing your image to your boss, you want to look your best. 
you are competing for all the great things that life has to offer, even though you're at home. It's important to be with a company you can trust. It's important to be with a company that makes products that know what is right for the times. It'll make you look your best. That is Van Usen. I spent so many years working for the company. I know their dedication. I know how they look at fashion. I know how they look at style and how important it is. Whether you're wearing a dress shirt with a tie, whether you're wearing a dress shirt open at the neck, or you're wearing an obvious sports shirt indicating who you are, how serious you are, how professional you are, and it doesn't matter that you're at home. With this in mind, Van Usen, one of the great shirt makers ever, is here to help you look your best in this unusual time working for home. Van Usen, great shirt company. Welcome Welcome back back to to Always in Fashion. fashion. Here's your host, Mark Weber. In olden days, a glimpse of stocking was looked down as something shocking. Now heaven knows. Anything goes. That's what I'm doing tonight on the show. I'm talking about whatever I want to do. Usually the show is very disciplined. It has a theme and the entire show revolves around that theme. From the music to the stories to everything Jesse and I talk about. Tonight, no way. Anything goes. I heard that song on a TV special the other day. It triggered something in my head, and I said, I want to talk about whatever I want to talk about. Anything goes. Politics. That's what I want to talk about now, politics. Now, it's interesting, by the way. Jesse and I get a lot of letters, either written to the station or written to Instagram, talking about politics, and particularly telling us how much they love the show, but they don't want me talking politics. But the reality is... I'm going to do politics. I started doing politics because our president is a former CEO. I'm a former CEO. And if every actor in Hollywood and everyone on the street corner is allowed to talk politics, so am I. Hopefully, I'm going to come at it from a different angle. Well, I think you have to clarify for people. Are you always 100% pro-Trump? Because that's what some of the letters have thought, that you're 100% pro on his side. I'm pro-common sense, Okay. I'm not questioning whether he's a good man or a bad man. I'm not questioning whether I like the way he looks or not. I'm not questioning whether at times he tells things that aren't accurate. I don't care about anything but his policies. And it seems to me his policies work. But not all of them. But the point of the story is I want on anything goes. If I feel like talking about politics a little bit, I'm talking about politics. And that's why I'm raising it. And what politics I want to talk about right now is respect. I was taught to respect my elders. I was taught to respect women. I was taught to respect people from all countries, all races, all creeds. Respect is overwhelmingly one of the most, if not the most important thing to bring to life. From my parents to my wife, that's what I learned. And politics has taken disrespect, and insults to a new level. (laughs) And that's what I want to talk about right now. Uh, I don't want to go where this all started. I'll tell you what, when it started calling President Bush Bush instead of President Bush, I knew we were in trouble. Barack Obama, President Obama, coolest president ever. I loved him. I loved seeing him. I loved watching him 
fly down the steps of Air Force One. I liked everything he did, step up to the podium. I just didn't agree with a lot of his policies. But I believe respect is in order. It doesn't matter whether you agree or not. And here we are in a presidential election. And you know what, Jesse? I'm not going to talk about Trump. I have nothing to say about Trump. But I do have something to say about Biden. Oh, really? I wonder what that could be. (laughs) He hasn't done anything bad. He hasn't put his foot in his mouth this last five minutes. Asking Biden if he has had cognitive tests. What balls the interviewer has. That's so disrespectful. It's disgusting. I get it. It's an issue, but... I've been thinking about the upcoming debates, okay? Can you imagine Trump's taunts for Biden in that debate? Oh, my gosh. It'd be amazing. He'd be like, he goes, Joe, take a nap. I'll be here in a minute. I'll be answering the questions. Joe, you still with us? Uh, You have any normal questions you'd like to ask Biden, Jesse? If I had a question, what would I ask Biden? Yeah, I do. I do, okay? I think the main question would be, And this is like a broad question, but how would you appeal to conservatives and Republicans? You know, aside from if you hate Trump, vote for me. People are worried that if you get into office, there's going to be no police department. Socialism is going to run rampant. The whole world is going to look different. What would you say to those people who are really afraid about you getting into office? Good question. What do you think he'd answer? He would say, well, when I become secretary of state. Oh, sorry. I mean, when I 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 become prime minister, I mean when I become president, you know, I mean that's the problem. I, I don't think he could answer that correctly. That's very funny, and it's perfect because we're being disrespectful right now, like the rest of the politicians. Anything else you got? Okay, you ready? So it's very. I, I see it every day. Nobody's wearing their masks. People are gathering. What would you do to allow the country to reopen, but enforce? the rules against people who are not following the rules to people who are not wearing masks. You want to reopen the country. What would you do to make sure everyone's being safe? You got to do something. Can't just let people roam free. That's the only way it's going to be fixed. What would you do? Yeah. What would you hope he answers? Well, uh, it's a good question. Uh, I'll get back to you. I got to go to my bunker. I don't know what he's going to answer. Very good disrespectful, Jesse. But I'll tell you where I am going. I want to go to debate night. And because tonight is anything goes on Always in Fashion, the debate is going to be a little different. I'm going to have President Trump talk directly to the vice president for a portion of the debate. You good with that, Jesse? Yeah, that works. Let's do that. You know what? Maybe that's a little too direct. I'll tell you what. I'm going to have the moderator ask you different kinds of questions. You ready? Vice President Biden, there have been many questions regarding your age and the state of your cognitive process. I'm sorry, but if it's okay with you, I have some simple questions. (laughs) And Biden says, of course, what is he going to do? He's on live TV. Vice President Biden, Donald Trump won the presidency in 2016. If he wins again, how many times would he have won the presidency? Oh my gosh. You get your... <laughs> he wouldn't answer that. He wouldn't answer that. What did, what would he answer? He'd be like, "Come on, man." He goes, "You're going to be you're telling you're trying to give me math questions? Let's uh, that's what are we what are we doing here? You smoking crack cocaine?" <laughs> All right, back to the moderator. 
Mr. Vice President, not quite math question I have from you now, but um, how many states do we have in the United States? <laughs> Listen here, you know, they... We we got we have we you know how many states we have we have we have we have well they're thinking about adding DC so that would yeah we'd have enough we'd have enough. <laughs> uh, I'm the moderator again. I'm talking to Vice President Biden at the uh, upcoming uh, debates. Here we go. Ready, Vice President Biden. <laughs> Okay, once again, Mr. Vice President, I want to put your mental concern and well-being behind this. I have a few simple questions for you. All right, I'm I'm ready. Uh, you got to be got to be better than the last ones. Okay. Vice President Biden, here's a simpler question. What day is this? <laughs> Come on, man. It's nighttime. <laughs> Vice President Biden, what's your wife's name? My wife. <laughs> Uh, Vice President Biden, do you know the address of the White House? <laughs> Come on, man. It's where Barack lives. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Do you see how disrespectful politics is? <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, tonight on our show, Anything Goes, I'll take a break. We'll be back in a minute. Always in fashion. This is Mark Weber. We're living in strange times, but nonetheless, we all have to get dressed. Interestingly enough, we're dressing differently because we're working at home, and most people want to wear clothes that they're comfortable in. And having said that, I'm very excited to be affiliated with TKNY, both men's and women's, because they have some of the best activewear collections that you've ever seen. Now, this is not a time to be thinking about What's important in business, it's a time to be thinking about a lot of different things. We're all under the gun. We're under attack. But at the same time, we have to live our lives. We have to get up in the morning, brush our teeth, get dressed, feel good about ourselves. I can only tell you that DKNY right now has active wear that looks sensational. Now, the good news is, is as we dress up casually, we still are working from home. And working from home... You have to believe in the adage, you still have to look your best, particularly when you're having conference calls and video conferences with different people. Nobody's looking at what you're wearing in your pants, but wearing sweatpants from DKNY that are comfortable and look cool, great. More importantly, the tops let you look active, let you look comfortable, let you look fashionable, and you don't have to give up your style. DKNY activewear is incredible, as I say, both for men's and women's. And here's the best news of all. This virus will be behind us soon. We'll be back out there making an impression, taking care of business, going through the activities of our lives. And on the casual side, whether we go to the gym, whether we go to sporting events, whether we go to our children's sporting events, we have to look the part. DKNY Activewear. Welcome back to Always in Fashion. Here's your host, Mark Weber. This is Mark Weber. This is Always in Fashion. And tonight, anything goes. I've talked about whatever I want to talk about. But I want to talk about a little bit about fashion right now. As I always do. Jesse, is it okay if I talk about fashion? 
As I've said before, and I'll say it again, this is always in fashion. You don't need permission. <laughs> yeah. Well, the state of the fashion industry is in um, terrible situation. It only stands to reason. We have all these stores. We have all these customers. Nobody's shopping. There are no tourists. Tourists are a big part of shopping in New York City, for example. Come from all over the world to shop Fifth Avenue, Madison Avenue, so whatever. Nobody's shopping, and there's a lot of trouble in this here city. Nobody's dressing up. The men's suit business is terrible. Two weeks, a week ago, I warned you about men's warehouse. They were saying they'd close 500 stores, and I didn't believe them. I said, I don't know how they're going to make it. I give them hope, but they're gone. They're chapter 11. Neiman Marcus, already chapter 11, just decided after opening their first store in New York City with huge fanfare in Hudson Yards, announced they're going to close that store in Hudson Yards. Hudson Yards is an amazing development. I've been there many times. Jesse, you've been there many times. I was there many times before this crisis hit. It was amazing. Now I can only imagine what it would be like to be walking around in there. It's been a, it was a, yeah, who's going to go there now? The point is, is it's an amazing new location. It's like building a city within a city, Hudson Yards. All the office buildings, the apartments, and the shopping center, and driving people to shop on the west coast of New York City, if you will. I like going there. The stores were interesting. They're beautiful. Everything's fresh and new. Great restaurants. Neiman Marcus leaving, though, is putting a hole in that society, a hole in that city, a hole in the, in the entire shopping center. Uh, I know what I would do if I was them. I don't have all the stores memorized, but I would go to my friends at LVMH, Louis Vuitton, Moet, and Hennessy. I'd tell them that you have 62 brands to fill up this space. We'll build you the shops as you want them for every one of the brands you'll put in here. And I believe LVMH can create their own world within world. But wait a second. Even if that was the case, who's going to shop there? No one's going shopping right now. No one's going in there. I didn't finish. What I would do if I was the landlords, I'd tell LVMH that I will build you the shops to your spec. Let's put Vuitton, Dior, Givenchy, Bulgari, Teg, all these different brands. There's a billion of them. And uh, we'll build them for you. I'll tell you what we'll do with you. We'll give you five years rent-free. Or rent begins when COVID's behind us and unemployment's down to 5%. I would do that. And they'd fill up that center, and the center would be as good as new. But other than that, this is a terrible time for the fashion industry. Yes, you can shop online. There's no question about it, but people are walking around in sweatpants. You can shop online. I look forward to getting packages at my home. I don't know about all of you. Now, I don't know in the end for fashion how good that is. Speaking of Neiman Marcus, I'll never forget this story I was told. When I was running DKNY, Donna Karen, I met with the then head of their internet business, their e-commerce business. I asked them about uh, the business. How was it? If I recall correctly, it was over a billion-dollar business. It was a huge, huge business. But there's always been a problem of returns. When you shop in a store, you walk in, most people don't try things on, although there's an opportunity to try on, of course, many things, shoes, outerwear, uh, sweaters. If you really want to try on, you can. And if you're a woman, you want to try on a dress, you can go in the room and try it on. So you, you eliminate some of the surprises, whether it fits you well, whether you like the way you look at it, etc. But online, it looks different. I remember the head guy telling me, look, it's an amazing business, but our returns run very, very high. 
as an aside, I don't want to talk for Neiman Marcus, but my understanding of this business, returns run anywhere from 25 to 35%. That's a scary cut of the business. You know, you sell 30% of your inventory. It goes out the door, you ship it, you hand it to people, and they sit on it. The problem is they don't return it right away. This guy was telling me a story about his daughter that buys 10 pair of shoes from whatever site she goes on, has all 10 pairs delivered to our home, and sits on them and looks at them, that's around them, or tries them on a month later, she returns them. Now, all that time, the shoes were in her house. Nobody else can buy them because they're not in the inventory. A very, very dangerous part of online business. So when you think about fashion and you think about apparel, you know, online is, is a huge, huge part of it. But it's a strange place to be doing business, and it's hard to make money at it. And a lot of people haven't figured that out yet. Plus the fact that a lot of you mutants out there buy something online, wear it, and then return it. Oh, well. Back to Neiman Marcus. So they have this big business. That's going away. Men's Warehouse is going away. J. Crew got bankrupt. J.C. Penney got bankrupt. Brooks Brothers got bankrupt. Payless Shoe Stores got bankrupt. And I can go on and on and on. And everybody's waiting around for the next shoes to drop. But I, for one, believe in our business. See, clothing is one of the five essentials needed to sustain life. What are the others? Food, warmth, shelter, water, and air. I guess clothes are part of the warmth. Maybe there's six essentials necessary to sustain life. We all need clothes. We all like clothes. We all care about the way we look. If you don't, you should because life matters what the way you look. We all should be striving to look our best. We'll come back. The strong... And the patient have to be able to weather this storm and we'll come back. With that, I hope you've enjoyed tonight's show. We covered a lot of subjects. I did. I did this show for me. I did. I wanted to talk about whatever I wanted to talk about. And I did. I don't do that very often. I'm going to do a show, Jess, called um, Groundhog Day. Because the reality is I'm living the same day over and over and over again. And so are all of you. And I think that might be an interesting show. But for now, tonight was Anything Goes. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you soon. Good night. Every night the set that smart is intruding.